Hello and welcome to this week's edition of BPM Pod, the podcast where we get behind people's music. Thank you very much for joining this week's edition of BPM Pod. Really great to have you here. Hope you're all doing well out there. Not going to talk too much before we get started because we have a packed episode. We have an interview with the classic rock, blues rock, cool, just jam, nice vibe rock band Frog Frank, Berlin-based band, and we're going to speak to them in a minute. But before that, we also have an album review with a guy called Noir Yon, a guy called Jonathan, who's released his EP, debut EP, after releasing a couple of singles a little while back, and he's put this EP together that we're going to talk about in a minute. Otherwise, how are you all doing? You all doing well. Uh, Would be uh, great to hear from you. Keep your questions, comments, uh, shared sort of bits of media and things coming in. I just wanted to talk about what's coming up on a few upcoming episodes. Most notably soon, you're going to be hearing from a band I absolutely adore. And I guess it's one of the first big-ish bands that are on BPM pod. Not underground in the sense that no one's ever heard of them. Definitely not an unsung musical voice, but definitely a band that deserves more recognition. And that is the band King Buffalo. They're going to be here on the podcast in the coming weeks. I've got the interview coming up soon at time of recording in a few days time. Um, it's going to be really, really fantastic. Been looking to talk to these guys for a long time. So it's going to be absolutely great to have them on the podcast. Can't wait for that. So that's King Buffalo. Stay tuned for them in the coming weeks. I guess we've got to talk about the virus. Still here. I think we kind of all thought it would go by now. This is getting a bit much, a little bit much. Uh, some gigs are being planned and some things are out there sort of trying to maintain some sort of musical normality, but it's it's a confusing time for all of us. And uh, I'm not so sure I recommend going to all of these gigs and I'm not even sure some of them will even be on by the time you listen to this. They might have all been cancelled and stuff. And I totally get the need to socialize and go out with other people, but I don't know, just kind of feel like it's all a bit irresponsible at the minute. But that's me being negative. Maybe, maybe I don't need to be but it just feels like we've got a long way to go before any sort of normal can really come back. So I've been getting into a few more live streamed gigs. I watched a old replay of a Queens of the Stone Age gig. I think it was a ACL festival or something. A lot of festivals are digging into their back catalogue of footage and replaying performances that you might have missed. And I caught up with Queens of the Stone Age and I've caught up with a couple of Arctic Monkeys ones. Um, but for a moment, I didn't realize they were replaying old things. And so this one festival I saw where it had like Radiohead and Queens of Stone Age and Simon and Garfunkel and stuff like this. I was like, no, these are all on one bill. And of course, then I realized when I'm watching it that it's replayed gig footage of previous gigs. So I got very excited for a moment, extremely excited and was about to break my don't go outside and don't go to gigs rule. But, uh, you know, there we go. Then I just stayed in and watched it on YouTube in the end. So uh, that's that. I guess it's more comfortable in some way. But yeah, it's kind of cool, though, that a lot of people are digging into their archives to find this footage. And I definitely recommend you go and check it out. Think of any big music festival, whether that's Glastonbury, like Rock am Ring here in Germany or Lollapalooza or something like that. Go and check them out. And I'm pretty sure they've been 
putting out some stuff, some old stuff, and you're going to find some gems in there, some wonderful sets. Definitely been keeping me amused over the past few weeks for sure. Shall we jump into it? Let's jump into it. So first on the podcast, a guy who is called Noir Yon, and he's got an album out at the moment, an EP out at the moment, and it's called So Far So Sad. So, so far, so sad. The EP by Noir Yon. Seven tracks running over 35 minutes or so. So you're in for some meandering melodic beats here and there. He's an acoustic singer-songwriter, Noir Yon. And uh, he's got all of this um, sort of cool ambient influence throughout his acoustic music. It reminds me a little bit in style and structure of like Radiohead or Tom York. But then also a little bit via someone like Scott Walker. If anyone knows who Scott Walker is, I think he died 2019. Very bizarre music career. Started off as this crooner kind of Frank Sinatra guy and ended up in experimental music. It was very cool. Really, really bizarre music career. Um, but it kind of reminds me of that. And then Bon Iver is also the other, or Bon Iver, as some people call them. Bon Iver is uh, the other sort of person that I really think about when I'm listening to Noir Yon's stuff here. The most Radiohead familiar track here is the title track, So Far So Sad, and it's a pretty haunting yet relaxing dreamscape which builds on simple riffs and echoing chants to create this tapestry of noise that sort of swirls and gathers. Noir, or Jonathan, if you want to use the real name behind the moniker, has released some of the songs in the past, but this is actually his first album of sorts. With that in mind, I've not got anything overwhelmingly negative to say here i mean it's a first effort right it's it's hard it's hard to get anything down and out there and these days especially it's hard to get anything down and out there so i'm not going to be negative on this really in any way it's a nice sparsely arranged guitar-led reverb-laden chorus filled sort of phrase book really like mesmerizing little phrases and echoes here and there and it's it's great really it's certainly an early listen um an easy listening sorry album that washes over you with very little effort whatsoever noir himself describes it as a sad melancholy singer-songwriter effort but i would argue actually it's more dark ambient or towards some sort of dark folk if you wanted to be picky but however you categorize it it is dreamlike for sure Still, the best track here, with a lovely filtered electric guitar that shines through, is um, still, <laughs> incidentally, still is the best track here. It's still the best one. It's lyrically the strongest too, and the intro track called Intro is this kind of chilled instrumental number to Noir's headspace, and that's really good. And then there's another one there called Who Am I, which is decent too. I really, really like that. But I do have some criticisms, and if I did have some criticisms, it's mainly around the lack of variety that's on offer here. Now, it's not necessarily a bad thing. The problem with some music out there is that it's just too varied, 
and you don't want too much variance. If you're trying to create a certain character or personality or feel for your artistry, you don't want too much. But I do feel here that these tracks blend into one and aren't as singularly memorable. One or two shorter tracks that are differently arranged here and there might have broken up the pace a little bit and helped the album flow by giving it some lulls and peaks. And if I had some criticisms about the music though, it's mainly around the arrangement and mixing. Now, I'm not a pro here on this in any capacity. If anyone has ever listened to my music, let alone this podcast, it's pretty terribly mixed. But there are moments on some tracks, the vocals on See You Soon, for example, where the compression is a little off or there is too much input volume. I'm not sure what it is. It's not as clear as I thought it could be, I guess. And similarly on I Hope I'm Not Gonna Miss Out is another track on here. The vocals are not missed the, mixed the best and at higher volume it's actually very distracting. I don't mind the off-key guitar notes, I don't mind the off-key vocals or anything. This slippery, seemingly lazy songwriter style is part of the feel and it's something I like. It's sort of recorded as live. I like that you can hear when the guitar is picked up. I like that you can hear it when there's a mistake that's slightly made. I like that you can hear the fingers on the strings, that you can catch bits of breath, that he misses a note maybe. I like these sort of as live imperfections on my recordings. But some of the sound mixing is quite basic and I just think with a little bit more time or even just a favour from a musician friend, you'd get a lot more out of what's here. Still, I enjoyed the album overall, despite my reservations over variance, mixing and length. It made for a perfectly fine background music and for listening in a dimly lit room as I tried to relax for the evening. So definitely check it out. Might not be to your taste, but worth a listen. And it's always good to support new artists releasing new stuff. And the album is So Far So Sad by Noir Yon. And Noir will hopefully be on the podcast soon to talk about it again. So stay tuned. Now it's time for the main meat of the episode. Wenn dir das Schicksal in den Hintern beißt und du nun auf den Schiss scheißt, wenn du mal gar nicht mehr weiter weißt, frag Frank, frag. Now I usually like to script my own intros here, but today I cannot do this better than the band have themselves. So here goes. Straightforward blues punk. Not mainstream, there's German lyrics, it's danceable, and it's loud. Frog Frank distills the essence of rock music and appeals to hedonistic instincts. Like an engine, the band is best appreciated red hot and live. The essentials are the energy of the fast riffs, the crisp drum beats, and independent bass rhythms. Frog Frank also have a number of suggestions for improving the world and they're bursting with political statements but they mostly blast heavy rock music straight to your brain no more and no less what an intro right frog frank have just released their album titled number one which is stylized as a hashtag and one and are currently in the process of promoting that Joining me today in a probably chaotic three-way call is Martin, the guitarist and songwriter. 
Andre, the bassist and singer, and Keith, the drummer. How are we doing? We are fine. Thank you. Hello. Thank you. Doing well. First up, thank you very much for being here today, especially when we're conducting so much of this in the non-native language of English, except one of you, of course. Uh, but I really appreciate it. It's great to have you here. Keith, I'm going to turn to you first. As the person who got in touch, can you just give me a very quick overview of Frog Frank and your musical beginnings? Well, I'll I'll defer to Martin because he is the the owner, the the originator of Frog Frank for for years. I only joined the band within the last year, so um, I took over the drumming duties for their prior drummer, and uh, so I will turn it over to Martin to talk about the origins of Frog Frank. Yes, okay. I, I take it and I will try uh, my best because my English is not uh, the very best. <clears throat> but hopefully you will understand everything and uh, maybe Keith can help a little bit. So the beginning of Frag Frank was, um, I guess it was around about nine, uh, 2012, 11, 12, 6? Oh, it was much earlier. Oh yeah, right. So much happened this Yes, <laughs> so it, it was two, 2006, yes, and um, uh, part of the band um, uh, still is alive in the band, so it's Andre and me. Um, uh, we've been before in a, in a other band with other people, but we stopped this uh, project and started Frag Frank, uh, and uh, yes, of course, now, now we are here. We produced our first album last year. Now let's open it up to any of you. The latest album, number one. How long has this been in the works? It took a long way, but as uh, well as uh, it was uh, in this case Bon Scott, I guess, who said it's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. Uh, yes, we took our time for that. 14 years around. So, so really in production, it was something around two years, I would say. Yeah, two and a half years around but um of course it was a, um, a process of of uh, raising um we had a lot of we have a lot of songs on this album they are yeah from the beginning i would say maybe a little earlier because i bring them with me in in this in this project in this band um and we had a lot of changing in the um in the stuff and in the, in the musicians in in the years so it was always something new coming in and something going and yeah that's the reason why it took that long uh, it's not because we don't want to finish <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 
Um, I'm, I'm not sure. Most of the time it's uh, uh, forming in process. Um, so when we, I, I, I come up with an idea, I come up with some chords. Uh, most of the time we, we try it together in the rehearsal room and play yeah, together. Yeah, let's touch on your musical Sometimes style, actually, as you've mentioned it a couple of times. And, um, Especially on tracks like sleep Frank, a little time Frank, the song, come up again. you're lulled into some Sometimes kind of false sense of security and like, then punched yes, in the face this, for the latter half. Like um, Similarly, and, there's a track um, like Berlin, no, which is no hard from the outset, this. Just but it certainly gathers the, momentum. The lyrics, How do you go about writing this? Is this kind of formula, and, uh, then the music comes, this kind of climax build-up in mind each time. Build a base for this, yes. Oh, I will try. Um, uh, maybe Keith has to help. <laughs> but but the, the the main idea, uh, the main the main idea I follow in my life is um, that uh, we we are just um, citizens of the world. Everybody in this world, we we don't belong to a country or something else like that. So uh, that's that's the main idea, and that's one of the strain strongest political parts of of the songs. And also, um, the other you say hand in is your introduction, I you have a bunch of stuff to, to say politically. People, um, so when this is all over, what do you hope for as easy as the it music comes. scene, Think the about industry, it and politics today? And try to find out any the changes best out there in the wide world on, on everything. You so wish to see. You, you have a neighbor next to you, and uh, you don't want him to treat you. So don't treat him in a, in a bad uh, way. Of yeah. and I think some of the. the politics comes through in songs like uh, Berlin, for example. It, it, the song is really a love letter to the city of Berlin. It's like, Berlin, was hast du bloß mit mir gemacht? So, what have you done to me, Berlin? You, you've worked this magic on me in a way. I mean, I, I've only lived in the city for a year myself, and I love it, never want to leave. And so I was having that conversation with Martin. He's like, hey, that's in a way what, this, what the song is saying, but it goes deeper than that. It, it peels back the many layers of the city. I mean, there's the verse in there. It's like Berlin is rock and roll and cocaine, but Berlin was also uh, Nazis burning books uh, for no reason, right? I mean, so it, it it doesn't shy away from difficult subjects along those lines. Oh, <laughs> this uh, this song is uh, um, um, the the roots are very personal. Um, I've been uh, with a wife a few years ago, and we are divorced now. We have two kids together; they are already uh, um, adults um, now. And um, this this woman had a an um, hang to a. Fürdisch, that in German for you, is a track where I can really sense the blues punk blend. Yeah, something, it's got a something like solid she, she driving makes rock riff that's got some yeah, kind of late like, 60s, early yes, yes. 70s blues Everything, vibe um, to it. Where did that come not from? Going very smooth was everybody's fault, but never her fault, and and she was the theatralic, yes, of of course, and then and. and 
this it was just a, sh a kind of shout out from my side uh, this song but in the end i would say it's it it could be a self reflection song as well um, because everybody of us i guess in some kind has this this uh, attitude to be sometimes not fair to be sometimes self addicted to be some yeah theatralic something like that so you can take it as you want of course maybe you want to tell somebody fuck off you 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 play this song for him <laughs> or if you if you're just uh, standing in front of a mirror it it, it works the same way <laughs> Get into some musical background on of, on all of you. What are your stories uh, about where you're from? What's your musical journey? Okay, I, I guess we we should start with Andre right now. And if you want to do it in German, Keith, of course, can translate. I guess. I started playing guitar because I liked. I uh, Guns N' Roses. He liked Guns N' Roses, so I bought a <laughs> Les Paul. But my didn't my parents didn't like it, so they gave it back and. Uh, so I decided to be a singer because I don't need a guitar. <laughs> uh, later, I have been a singer in a Doors revival band, The Doors. Yeah? And later someone came to me and said, hey, I'm starting a blues band. Uh, I need a bass guitar player. So I did the job. Yeah? So I learned playing guitar, singing. When, uh, when some personnel in, in the band Frank changed, yeah. Uh, we lost this, the, the singerin, the, the singer, female singer, yes, female singer, and we lost the bass player. So I had to do both jobs. I tried and uh, it was awful, but uh, now it's okay. Well, it works very well. <laughs> <laughs> Dankeschön. Okay, the next yeah. in the row, it's Keith. Okay, um, I started playing drums. Uh, Actually, when I went to college, uh, Indiana University, I just took some lessons at the music school um, and, uh, you know, played in a band at school there. And then, yeah, I've been off and on since then. I mean, for over 20 years, there are times when I've played a lot. I, I was living in Washington, D.C. for a while. I played in a, I don't know, alternative rock band there, um, influenced by Soundgarden, Primus, kind of thing, a little more aggressive. Um, we played all over DC, uh, but then, you know, I didn't play for a while after that. Then I had kids, I didn't play at all for seven years. And moving to Berlin uh, because of the vibrant music scene was a great excuse for me to uh, pick up the sticks again and, and try and find some music. And that's, uh, you know, I had my profile up on band mix and that's uh, how Martin found me. Uh, online so I'm very fortunate to be with these guys so that's my story yes all right so um, <clears throat> the last in the row 
meal then. Um, I started my, uh, if you want to call it, music career. It was uh, something around 14 years, I guess it was. There was an um, acoustic guitar standing in, in the living room of my parents in, in one corner. And uh, one day I, I just decided to, to ask my mom because she played a little bit uh, something like so sing along for the kids. She, she's a Erzieherin. Um, in the kindergarten, yeah, uh, kindergarten teacher. Kindergarten teacher, yeah. So she she used to play simple and easy things, and uh, I just asked her and said, "Okay, mom, you don't play anymore. So can I have this guitar?" And she gave it to me. So that was the beginning. I I started to step on the nerves of my uh, brothers and uh, sisters and parents. Uh, um, or I also took some lessons. It was just half a year I would say with uh, songs like uh, do you know the German German uh, songs Biene Maya and uh, whatever so so kids songs I don't like it I didn't like it so I I, uh, <laughs> I quit the lessons and I started to uh, work for electric guitar of course it has to be so, someday uh, if you start with the acoustic guitar and um, yes, I was working a little bit in, in the neighborhood uh, or in uh, some some factories. Uh, bought me an electric guitar and a, a, a used a used amp. And from these days, uh, <laughs> my parents and brothers didn't like me less. <laughs> uh, this amp has had two inputs: if one for the guitar and one, of course, for a mic. <laughs> <laughs> of course. So I started uh, to, to play songs and sing. Uh, and this was the, the moment when I decided, yes, I want to make music and I want to make my own music. I, I started to write lyrics and, and uh, uh, find out some riffs and chords. And, and this was the beginning. Yes, it must have been something around 16 years old. And since these days, the songs are growing more and more. What are you working on now and what's next for Frog Frank? Uh, yes, it, it, it has to be the second album. It, uh, the name we don't exactly know right now. I, I have one preparation for this, but we will see. We will see. Uh, the songs, they are also not very new. Um, they are songs also 10 years old, five years old, two years old, something around that. But um, no new songs, but maybe in the process we we do a new song. We don't know. Yeah. Um, the the target was to release this album next year uh, at uh, something around Eastern. I'm not sure if we will will get it uh, <laughs> because it's it's not easy for the organization to to meet uh, to have time to record and everything like this. But something around next year, I would say. Yeah. Right now, we are uh, trying to find some uh, some gigs we can play. Maybe it's a good uh, in Germany. We say it's a bridge to the next topic. Mm -hmm. Do you say the same? It's a <laughs> now, of course, we're all trying to navigate this new crazy world, this somewhat crazy world, and yet you're a band that you say you're best seen live. So, how have you been keeping musically sane? during this period of lockdowns, distancing, and so on? Well, for, for us, I think um, we just, I know we practiced a lot on our own 
um, and, and me in particular, because when coronavirus hit um, in full force here in March and uh, we went on lockdown, I'd really only been in the band for three full months at that point, uh, three plus months. And so for me, that was actually valuable time to listen to the album at home and really play the songs over and over again so I could learn them. And then when we came back in what, May, June? It was for June. I, I guess it was June, yeah. Yeah. Um, and we're able to practice together again. Um, I think it's been a lot more productive since then. So, so in a way for us, the timing wasn't bad uh, because they hadn't, the band had a new member and I was still learning everything. And where can people find out more about the band? Much, much more than you found out. Uh, it's not possible right now because um, yes, that's that's everything we have uh, have uh, in the outer space. We would say, so it's it's uh, the CD, it's uh, the downloadable songs, and um, it's a video and an official video for to promote this video, uh, this CD. Uh, of course, we we try to to play live right now um, and to bring out more and give more input for the social medias as well. Uh, so the main target should be to bring out the music, um, the vibes, the lyrics, um, to play so, uh, concerts. And uh, of course, we, we don't have to verschweigen. Um, uh, um, Waste. Verschweigen, it's the English word I miss right now. Um, we have also to say, of course, we want to sell our CD to have uh, to have the next budget for the next CD because, of course, it's some money that goes away to produce a CD. And the the, the current album uh, number one, I'm. Is available on iTunes, Amazon, so wherever you can get music, this, this album is ready to buy. And SoundCloud, and there are Frog Franks on Instagram. What's the website? So, uh, uh, the website, of course, uh, is frogfrank-music.de for the normal homepage. And for Instagram, uh, I guess there is no Frog uh, um, Frank uh, uh, profile right now, but it's for the The label has a um, profile, it's FIS Records. Excellent. That was Frog Frank. Martin, Andre and Keith, thank you very much for taking the time to appear on BPM Pod. Really, really cool to hear about your musical background and what you've got coming up in the future. And as I said, their album number one is out there now, stylized as a hashtag one that's out there now. Also on this episode, you heard a review of Noir Yon and uh, his album that's out there now called So Far So Sad. And on the next episode of BPM Pod, I think we're going to the wonderful Birgit Jones. Now, I can't wait for you to hear this episode because my god it was one of the most fun interviews i've ever done it, it was brilliant loved it absolutely loved every second of it uh, we had a wonderful time really really wonderful time and i really hope that we get to talk again sometime soon 
Also coming up in the future, we're going to talk to the Heavy Heavy guys again. They've been on the podcast before. They just released their EP, so definitely go and check that out. A bit of a spoiler that that's what we're going to be talking about. And of course, the promised interview with King Buffalo, which we'll have in the not-so-distant future. But until next time, stay safe out there, everybody. Be kind to one another. Be good to one another. Wear your masks. Be kind. You know, help out neighbours. Whatever. The world is tough. It's going to be a tough winter. If you're listening to this in summer, maybe it was a tough winter. But let's all get through this together. And thank you again for listening to BPM Pod. To find out more, you can go to bpmpod.com or you can listen to BPM Pod wherever it is you get your podcasts, whether that's Podbean, Acast, Apple, Amazon, Google Podcasts, whole host of others. It's on every single platform. So can't wait to get in touch with you there. If you do have comments, questions, things you want to see on the podcast, just get in touch via bpmpod.com or on the social media. Thanks again for listening. Take care and I'll speak to you in the next episode.